Welcome to the Yoga Teeth Podcast, mindfulness for dental professionals. I'm your host, Heather Bolton. Shelly Brown is an educator, influencer, hygiene edge co-owner, speaker, author, vlogger, podcaster, and an encourager icon. While attending her dental hygiene school, she was famous for encouraging others around her, tutoring them. She received a 4.0 and the Presidential Award. She also has received the Two Days RDH Honors Award. She provides confidence to everyone around her, including all dental hygiene professionals and to her students. I am so excited to have one of the people that influenced my confidence as a guest today. I am so thankful for Shelly Brown for being on my podcast today because she was very influential in my life and very many other hygienists in the whole dental hygiene community and also to students. And I would like to talk about how mindfully encouraging others in dental hygiene potential. And you are amazing in this. I really appreciate you being on my show today. So thank you, Shelly. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to chat with you more. I love talking with Heather. She was one of my recent students. Obviously, she's telling you that now. And Heather has got her own set of skills. So I'm glad you are all here listening to her as well, because she was this student who I just was like, she's got a really big amount of potential in there. Very kind, very thoughtful, asked a lot of questions that I loved. (laughs) The one she's the question asker in the class. Um, But she's definitely always learning and you're just going to make our profession much better, Heather. So thank you for having me on. Oh man, Shelly, that means a lot to me. And the reason why I really wanted, and I picked this topic for you was because you are constantly mindfully encouraging others. Um, and everywhere you go, it's a natural talent of yours. And you are one of the major reasons that, um, that I gained my confidence as a dental hygienist. Your confidence brought tears to my soul. So I want, I I absolutely (laughs) adore you. And I want to ask you like how other professionals can be mindfully encouraging others in the, in their dental hygiene profession, because it might not always resonate or come naturally for other professors or other hygienists that welcome new hygienists in their office. What are some advice that you have for us? Right. So I noticed when I first started dental hygiene, there was a lot of competition. So there's a lot of competition to get into hygiene school. And then when I was in hygiene school, I felt a lot of competition from other schools in my state and just like, I want to, you know, love, like I want to one up you. Ours, ours is better. Ours is better, you know? And while I can see where that's coming from, I just kept thinking in my mind, you know what, we're all passing the same test. We all want our profession to be elevated. And so my goal has always been like, we got to help each other out more. If we elevate, a, if we elevate a student, 
lift the student up and help them to see how great the profession is or even elevate a fellow hygienist not putting them down giving them the benefit of the doubt always it will only make our profession better which leads to better treatment of patients it's like this real trickle down effect so you know i would say day to day like if you're practicing if you're a practicing hygienist being mindful of how you can encourage each other uplift each other there's probably competition in the operatory too right they're like oh that this hygienist's been here for 15 years this one's been here for two years well i still feel like we could always be learning from one another no matter how deep we are in in hygiene and you have a lot of cumulative experience so um working together and collaborating with each other is vital to our profession and our sanity when we're in the op uh, sticking up for each other helping each other i mean like when i um, was working in one office. I was with a hygienist there all the time, and we would always collaborate and help each other and buoy each other up and say, "You did a really great job." We're like, "I know that patient's hard. Do you want me to take that patient next time?" And we're like, "Yes, take the patient next time." You know, you've probably been there. <laughs> but yeah, just uplifting each other really only helps students and future hygienists. So that's why I'm talking a lot here, Heather. But you, you, you stop me anytime. But that's one reason why I started Hygiene Edge with Jessica Atkinson and Malia Lewis was we saw this need for hygienists. They're like, I just, you know, on certain aspects, I'm feeling lost or I want to get back in the op and I, I, I'm feeling not confident. And I just love giving confidence to other people and helping them feel supported. And like you said, Heather, you're like, you gave me a lot of confidence and, you know, thinking there's no dumb questions or even if you're not confident you're still competent you know if you still want it like you can grow and find it and so that's really important so that's one reason why i started hygiene edge and i was always from the beginning i was like it has to be free it has to be free accessible for every hygienist so that they can come along learn something new um uplift the next hygienist to be better for their patients so that was my that's my two cents on that so far <laughs> I just love that so much because you don't only say it, you live by it and increasing other people's confidence, like what you were saying about having the competition in the office or among other students, I believe exactly what you're saying. Like if we can boost our confidence up, then our whole program or our whole office can flourish and become even better because our patients can feel the vibe of the competition versus a positive atmosphere, the same as the patients that if we're even at school and it'll just uh, boost it to that next level. What are your thoughts on how our vibe or our competition or encouraging each other in the dental office, it doesn't even matter if it's a fellow hygienist or an assistant or the dentist that you work for, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I would definitely recommend to create an app, an atmosphere in your office of, you know, collaboration. I would try, I would recommend try finding ways to uplift each other. One thing, one great thing that Heather did, she might not have told you this, but she ran an Instagram for her class, right? And I'm sure it was a lot of work, but she would put things on there daily, like, this person did this, this person shared this quadrant, this person um, achieved this, this person got a job today. Um, 
we definitely can take that example from what Heather did and implement that into the practice. And, and if you're a student listening, implement that between you and students because there is competition, right? Um, looking for ways to like lift each other up and, and in the office, another example I was thinking about was sometimes patients are like, I only want this hygienist, you know? So it could be a competition between you and the other hygienist. How many people are requesting that hygienist versus me? And I'm feeling down on myself. If you're the requested hygienist, you should be sharing some tips, right? Mm -hmm. How do you get requested all the time? How are these patients loving you? What is it that you're doing different? Or if you're feeling down in the dumps and you're like, they are requesting that hygienist a lot, ask them, say, how can I get better? What are some of the things that you do for patients? Do you start in a certain area? Are you blowing more air, not air, using hot water in the ultrasonic versus cold? I mean, that might grow bacteria, but <laughs> what is it that you're doing a little bit different? Because I would like to elevate what I'm doing as well and make it a good experience for all patients who come through the door. So that calibration in practices is very important as well. Yeah, and this is exactly what I'm talking about, about uplifting others and encouraging them. This podcast is about Shelly, and then she automatically uses it, me as an example. Um, and she's actually representing, representing, you're representing how encouraging someone else right now during this conversation. <laughs> and we can do that in our office too. Like, by sharing advice or sharing patience, like why does it have to be a competition? Because if we're both the best, mm -hmm. then our office can be the best. Right, I like that. Can we both be the best? Can we all be the best hygienists in the practice? Right, I, I worked, um, I attempted at one office one time and both hygienists had, they'd been there for about 40, 30 or 40 years. <laughs> it was a great office to work for. I was just temping for the day. But the front desk was like, oh, they don't get along. You know, they don't talk to each other. And I'm like, they've been here for 30 years and they don't talk to each other. And one high, you know, they both had their operatory set up completely different, which is totally fine. Like if you're sticking around, you should definitely do things towards what you like, but not talking to each other for 30 years, man, that's gotta be a painful place to go to work every morning, right? I want a place where I'm just like, I'm so excited to go see my coworkers and somebody's bringing pie today for lunch, you know, lifting each other up and being you know, mindful and aware that it can just make your overall life so much happier when you're not sad to go to work. I for, I've at many jobs have had the Sunday night blues. Have you ever had those before, Heather? Probably in school, maybe <laughs> in your practice. Sunday night rolls around and I'm like, ugh, I am just depressed that I have to start my week, right? Mm -hmm. Anytime I have felt that, I'm like, I gotta move on. And that's hard to do sometimes, but if it's not the right fit, then it's okay to move along and find somewhere where you can feel uplifted, uplift each other and get that vibe back in your life. So, yeah, I completely agree. I, uh, you don't want to have the Sunday blues because we want to have like a happy environment where we can feel safe and 
and positive at our job because it's really going to affect our patients and our visitors, our front staff, everyone, exactly what you're saying. And I don't necessarily have the Sunday blues right now, but I do have Thursday blues because I know that I don't get to work on Fridays and I have the whole weekend until I get to go back on Monday. So that is great. That yeah. is an awesome way. Yeah. If you have that, if you have the Thursday blues where you're like, oh, I'm sad. I have work off for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> then it must be an amazing place to work. So that is a thing. Um, enjoying where you work. So if you currently aren't, I would recommend making a little shift. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think a, a few things that we could possibly do would be like gossip is always considered like a negative connotation, but we also can have positive gossip. Yeah. So turn that into a positive gossip. And if you have like a situation where you have a concern or whatever, go talk to that person. Yeah, that could be hard, but it's going to create a happy environment and just uh, looking for the good things that people are doing and encouraging them versus discouraging them with the criticism because feedback and criticism are two different things. And if you can have that positive encouragement like you do, it can be totally a life changer because where is that feedback coming from? How do you try to phrase things when you have encouragement or you have feedback for students that might be kind of hard to say? Right. So uh, students, newbies, sometimes they ask some crazy questions or like I've already okay. said it a minute ago and I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, it's always important to me to tell the student that is a good question because <clears throat> If I put them down, they might not ask the next question that might be really important, <laughs> right? And hopefully, as I say, that's a good question and answer it. Hopefully it helps train them on how to better ask questions in the future and phrase them differently. Um, it's so important to be asking questions when you are a student or when you are a clinician you're going to find new products, you're going to find new skills and asking those questions about like, well, like what's the research and um, you know, tell, tell me more about it and being able to work with your colleagues is really important. So I'm always encouraging like saying that's not a dumb question or if I've repeated it, you know, that, that's a different scenario. <laughs> that might be a listening issue, but I'm trying to think of another example for private practice. Um, like I had one hygienist who was temping for the day and they came in and, you know, temping is hard. You know, they're new. We're just throwing them in. We should just be grateful that somebody's there filling the schedule. Right. But I had this one hygienist who the patient, um, had a heart condition and I was really grateful that they came and said, Oh, I don't remember like the pre-med. And I wasn't like, Oh my gosh, you don't remember that pre-med. You know, I was like, yeah let's look at the sheet together and like, let's make sure the patient's safe. You know, something like that. Like, let's look at it together. I kind of like that terminology or let's research it together, whatever it is. And let's come up with a good solution versus like, you don't know your pre-meds, you know? So mm -hmm. trying to use that encouraging um, language between each other and supporting each other, I think is really important. Yeah, I think that's a really great point by welcoming questions. 
can actually prevent a serious issue in the office. For example, the pre-med. Yeah. It can be a, a major health concern or malpractice. Yeah. Heather, I want an example of your positive gossip. I know that negative gossip is, but I want some of your positive gossip for the practice. I know that when you were in hygiene school, you're like, you, you had a little Instagram with the students and you would post you know, they got a job or they shared a quad, but what do you think in private practice would be a positive gossip that we could, you know, promote mindfulness in our offices? Yeah, I think some offices, I was at an office a few weeks ago and they had a jar that they got to fill up with things that they observed that were nice things that other people did. Like, oh, this person was really patient with this patient or this person helped me clean up my op or just anything like that. Like whenever I see something positive in my office, I want to brag about them. And so okay. I can consider like the bragging could be positive gossip because I think it's important for other people to know what the assistants are doing or what the dentist is doing just mm -hmm. so that it creates that happy environment because that whole Instagram thing that you were talking about, I did that out of selfishness because I didn't want that competitive uh, spirit around me. Mm -hmm. I wanted that happy, encouraging spirit. So honestly, it was out of selfishness because I yeah. was wanting that happy environment for me. Right. And yeah, your fifth, you were in your fifth semester about when you started it, I think. And that's the time when everybody's getting jobs. And it's like, you're all kind of competing a little bit for the same jobs. And so posting about it and saying, great job, it motivates other people as well. It's kind of a little bit of a motivator. They're like, oh, they're getting a job. Maybe I should think about doing the same thing, um, asking that person questions. Um, but it also, you know, when you get a job, you're like, want to share it with the world. So it's super nice and very positive. I think another way too is maybe consider doing something like that in a morning huddle or in staff meetings. I bet that that jar that they have is maybe shared in the next day or in staff meetings. And that brings, you know, team, teamwork to the practice. If we're all looking for great things everyone's doing and pop that positivity, that really trickles into one, keeping your employees longer, right? If you're like, we're a revolving door, that's not a great thing, but it helps to keep those employees longer, keep our employees happy because they feel like it's a great safe place to come to work every day. So I like that idea. Yeah, I, I think the morning huddle is a really great idea. I, You're just a genius, Shelly. <laughs> you are. All these ideas flowing out of my mind. Another idea would be if we do hear negative gossip to, I've had moments where I shut it down, probably not in the kindest way. Like, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> or I am kind of sharp. And so I've been trying to work on being kind to the gossipers too, because I think that's important. Yeah. So when I have a moment like that, I think it's important to ask like, oh, let's, uh, let's explore that. Why yeah. is this happening with that person? Let's try and understand and talk about it with them instead of talking about it with each other. Because if we can try and understand the people around us, then we can encourage them more because there might be a reason why they didn't clean up the op in that moment, were they helping someone else? Did they have a stressful night and they didn't sleep well? 
I think a lot of times if we can have an understanding of where somebody is coming from, then we can encourage them better and have a more love or care or positivity towards that person. Yeah, I love that. We have a saying where I teach towards the students. We always say, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. So we're having a doubt on their skill or their whatever it is that they did. And we always want to step back and, and think to ourselves, there's obviously some back history here. So before we jump to too many conclusions, let's do just like you recommended, Heather, and give them the benefit of the doubt, chat with them, see what happened in a positive way. That is really important. Yeah, I think that's it's important to ask instead of accuse. I think yeah. that brings a different spirit. Even if you have evidence that they did it, I would... I think asking and understanding exactly what you're saying is important. Yeah, I like that. Ask versus accuse, Heather. <laughs> that could be your quote. No, <laughs> I, I'm just going to be quoting you. <laughs> I love being around all these encouraging people. It's one of the reasons why I do these interviews for my podcast, because I want to create a good loving environment and encouraging environment for my listeners because not everyone knows that they can have offices or schools like this and for me like I felt annoying when I did the 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 Instagram yeah. but I was gonna do it anyway I just kept doing it and some people could have been annoyed by it but that's not why we do it we're just gonna keep doing it try and create a positive environment another thing that my periodontist that I work for does every time a new person comes on board we have a team meeting with the new person. This has happened a couple of times because we've hired a couple of new assistants since I started. He says, I do not tolerate gossip at all. And it's very blunt and very straight. It is 0% tolerated. We talk about the problems with or their quirks or anything with the person in the room. And I think creating that very strict boundary from the very beginning with every new person is so important and creating that environment. It doesn't even give an option for a different office or a different school setting or anything. Yeah, agreed. Um, another thing you mentioned to me, Heather, was building confidence in one another, right? Exactly. How, how do you do that? Yeah, so in a school setting, building confidence is you have to let the student do it. I will watch you, but I can't, I can't do it for you to build your confidence. I will coach you. For example, like if a patient has to be dismissed, like from a cold sore, I have dismissed patients before on my own, but the student probably never has. Right. So that's like really anxiety driven for them. They're like, I have to tell this patient I brought them in. Now I have to let them go. So I'm like, okay, I'll, let's pull you aside. I'm going to coach you on what to say. I'll be there right behind you if you need me, but you have to do it. Otherwise you won't have the confidence when you go out into private practice to do it on your own. You're going to, you have to get the experience. I'll be there right behind you. I'll be your cheerleader, but you're going to have to do the skill. I can't do it for you. I'm trying to think of how to relate that now to private practice, building confidence in one another. Obviously we're slightly, we're, we're pretty, you know, novices when we first graduate and we feel Oh, maybe not so confident. I remember my first year being like, 
I feel like I'm driving without a license. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah. like, nobody's here watching over me or checking my probe dubs, really. So, um, you know, building that confidence, like if you're in an office with another hygienist, you know, encouraging them and and letting them know they're doing a great job and asking them if they have any questions for you on how to get better and improve and maybe go to some CEs together, learn together. Uh, go to like, I just got back from the American Dental Hygienist Association meeting last week. And man, did I learn some new and amazing things. And when I hear other hygienists talking about things and collaborating, it builds my confidence in that skill. Like we talked about the new AAP classification system, which I've taught about that a thousand times, I feel like at this point. But every time I collaborate with another hygienist, I gain more confidence in that skill. So <laughs> yeah, I love that. And also helping others, like teaching them also helps us learn it better. Yeah. That's a, another thing that we can do is like, oh, I don't understand this AAP thing very well, but if I teach it to the new, um, newly graduated student, maybe she will help me understand it too, because it, she's had more knowledge with it in all her classes and so I think being humble and being willing to learn from the new graduate is really important too or even assistance honestly exactly what you're saying because you constantly want to be learning and having continuing education so I think it's important to stay humble because things constantly are changing for us in our career mm -hmm. we think they'll always stay the same but they always change <laughs> yep exactly like a Bone loss can never grow back. And guess what? Now we have new research saying that some can grow back. Ooh, ooh another topic for another day, Heather. Yes, just an <laughs> example. But I think it's important to let people do it. Like what exactly what you're saying. Like for an example, in private practice, I've been training some assistants and they don't have any experience. And so, yeah, it might take a little longer to let them enter in all the numbers on dentrix and everything like that, but it helps them be able to learn it. And so I think it's important to show them, but let them do it. If you just tell them, they're not gonna be able to do it as easily. Right. And I love your humble aspect. I feel like I'm always learning a lot from students. They're always, especially our new generation, Gen Z, our new generation of Gen Z, they want the teacher to learn as much from them as the student is learning from them, if that makes sense. It goes two ways. They're like, oh, teacher, you're learning from me too. Um, because I am always learning from students. I'm learning like new ways to implement the material, pre present the material. And then of course, as I give the material out, the students are also learning. So realizing that no matter how much experience a student has versus a hygienist, 15 years versus one year, being humble and always learning from one another, like I said before, it just makes our whole profession better. Yeah, I completely agree. I think everyone in the office or everyone in the classroom has something to offer. And I think that you're not just words because you are a representative of Hygiene Edge. And then also you were super intelligent in your class. You tutored other students. And you still have that attitude. How do you keep that attitude of 
not creating pride when I have all this experience compared to my students and I scored so well on my exams and I tutored students and I got invited to be a professor or a clinical instructor at the school that I graduated only a year prior, years ago. How have you been able to keep that humility because it doesn't come natural for a lot of people? Yeah, well, my head's really big right now, Heather, because you said all those things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, um, you know, I, I would say, how do I stay, how do I stay humble, right? Um, I'm going to give you an example through hygiene edge. I, I do things sometimes different than another hygienist. And, and I've realized that through hygiene edge quite a bit, like I'll put a video out there and they're like, oh, I was taught it this way. And that's always humbling for me to think it can, there's not always just one way to do one certain thing, as long as we have the same positive end result. And I, I feel like we've all had to work really hard to get where we're at, right? When I, um, I know that you said I, I did really well on my boards and things like that. I'll give you a little secret here. There's another part of that story that's sad. I applied for hygiene schools for three years and nobody wanted me. <laughs> they were like, oh, I, and it was, it was, it was hard, right? I was like, I just wouldn't, it couldn't get accepted because I had a, a poor grade in one of my uh, biology classes or something like that. And so um, just because of that trial to get where I wanted to be, I feel like I was a lot more humble when I finally got there. Cause I was like, I just climbed this giant mountain and it took a long time for me to get there. So that always gives me perspective um, as well, thinking I'm not perfect by any means. And, you know, I have a lot of gratitude for that experience of not getting in initially because when I was in, I was like, I'm going to do my best. I have to show to myself that I was worth it and that I could do it, even though some other people didn't feel like I would be a good fit for their program. Um, so I had to prove to myself that I could do it. So I think that experience has always kept me a little more humble. And I'm always humble too when a hygienist comes to me in tears on Hygiene Edge and says like, I have no clue what I'm doing. I was really stressed out. I'm going back to the op or whatever it was. I'm in mom who's been out for a while. I'm coming back. And they're just like, I've been binge watched all your videos and thank you. So I remember those emotions from somebody who's struggled. And I remember, wow, I'm so grateful to just be helping others. Even if I have all these successes, I still feel like it's so important to lift those around you and make uh, the world a better place, our hygiene world a little bit of a better place. So that is really um, important to me and it, it is one of my values to always be looking for those in need because it does, you know, it helps them. And then of course, it makes me feel good about it too. <laughs> Gives me right. purpose. It's a win-win. <laughs> I really appreciate you sharing that with me. 
And the reason why I say that is because it just gives me that much more admiration for you because you didn't give up. And that is very inspiring for other people who are struggling that we can succeed even if we're struggling, if we keep going. Yeah. If you know what you want and you know where it fits and where it doesn't fit and you feel good about it, then go for it. Yeah. And I think the the major takeaway for me from that story is remembering where we came from and remembering how that felt. Because if we can do that, we can have more empathy for our other colleagues or classmates or students um, and not forgetting how difficult it was in that moment and wanting to encourage them instead of criticizing them. Yeah, I think obviously we were all students at one time right? Some of us are still students. And when I was a student, I felt, I, I sometimes it felt pretty belittled by like hygienists who'd had, had a lot of experience. And I just remember that feeling. And I'm like, I've got to always buoy up students. They're the future of our career. Like I, there's a lot of things I want for our career. I could give you a really long list <laughs> and they're the ones who are going to help progress it. And so if we lift them up and if you kind of remember back, like how crappy it was to be a student, um, giving them support and kindness and encouragement versus saying like, this is a terrible degree you're doing. Why did you make this decision? Like you should have been a nurse or, you know, you should have done something else. Find the positivity that's in the profession and relay that they're already in school, you know? So telling them negative things is not going to go. It's not going to be it's not going to make you look good and it's not going to help a student. It's not going to help our profession rise up and be better. And hopefully we can change some of those things in our profession versus gossip about them in our profession, right? Let's go talk to the source, make them better. Um, I think that that is a big takeaway to, re to remember where we came from, to help those who are up and coming as well. Yeah. I love that so much. I, I'm really glad that you have a, um, positive people around you because I just want, I'm, whenever I talk about it, I'm not even trying to brag about what I have. It's, I want the same thing for other people. I want them to have, feel like they have the best office. Like I feel like I have the best office. Like for example, we're already hard enough on ourselves, no matter where we're at. Why not? Let's just not add to that. Let's be the encouragement for others. Like for example, totally. A couple of weeks ago, I feel like I'm more of the weak link because I'm the newer hygienist in my office. And the periodontist that I work for, he told everyone in the office, I'm going to take everyone out to dinner tonight because it was a really um, stressful week because we had less people in the office and we just were working really hard. Yeah. And then I told, I told him flat out, like, I don't really feel like I deserve to go because I'm the weak link. Like, and maybe I shouldn't have said that, but he said, Heather, the weak link has the potential to be the strong link. And I think you're doing an amazing job. Obviously, I think that I'm still struggling and I'm just going to keep doing my best. But I think it's important to be around those people that can be encouraging for us because it creates a very positive environment for our patients and for everyone. So just yeah. remembering 
to stay humble and not acting like you're better than anyone else. Like we're all just doing our best and let's all help each other in a, in a happy rainbow land. hundred <laughs> percent. I think too, we forget that there is room for all of us. Yes. Like there's so many hygienists doing a lot of great and amazing things over here and over here and at this office and at this office. And like one hygienist can't do it all. So we need all the hygienists. We need all the hygienists and we need you to be who you want to be. So I think, and, and remembering like it's not, there's not a lot of competition really encouraging others to be what they want and and fulfill their vision is super, super important. (laughs) Yep. I couldn't agree more. And here's a little secret, encouraging and positive and care for others takes a lot less energy than criticism and sad feelings in your heart. It takes so much less energy to have that positivity in your heart for someone versus ill feelings for someone. But do you have any other last thoughts or advice that you would like to share to my listeners? Building confidence in one another, remembering that there's space for everyone, being supportive and encouraging will only help you and those around you. So I encourage you to keep your perspective in mind and help those around you. Thank you so much, Shelly. It is a a true honor to ever be in your presence or ever talk to you. And I'm just so thankful that my listeners will be able to hear your words and your wisdom. How can they reach out to you if they have any questions for you? Do you have an Instagram or what is the best possible way? Yeah, I would love everybody to follow me on Hygiene Edge. I do that with my three, my two other business partners. There's three of us at Trifecta. We post little videos on there to help other hygienists be better with their skills, learn about new products and just be really, our our goal is always to be really educational and encouraging of hygienists around us. So you can follow us on our social medias, Facebook, Instagram. We have a YouTube channel as well. So you can always reach out there or you can email at hello at hygieneedge.com. All right. Thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it. And you are just amazing and keeping you. Thank you, Heather. Back at you. Thank you again to our guest, Shelly Brown, for being here on this podcast today. I will put her contact info in our notes. If you have any mindful tips that can improve a dental hygiene career, I would love to hear them. I am always wanting to improve on this important topic. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Yoga Teeth. I'm Heather Bolton, the yogi hygienist. Namaste.